Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast and this week, oh there's all sorts to talk about this week, we've got uh, ordering stuff on the internet, booking fees, birthdays and people in the gym. Let's go with that. Uh, before we get started, please do take the time to like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you might want to drop. And genuinely, let's get this podcast out into the world. Right, let's get going. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Oh, how are you doing? You alright? You having a good week? Did you have a good weekend? The important questions. Oh, I feel like I need a little, a little uh, go on the inhaler. It's close, it's close to this evening. <laughs> I know that's the wrong way, but... It gets dust. That's a fine vintage. So, let's talk about some uh, some real... Oh, no, it still had something in it. Uh, let's talk about some real first world problems. Um, last week, I ordered two things from two different places, two different companies, two different websites. I ordered one... In fact, I ordered one Thursday the week before. And then I ordered one on the Saturday. So, for one of them, I'm like, I'm pretty sure in the past I've had dealings with this company. And I've been informed that they don't work weekends. So, working on the principle, if I if I order something on the Saturday, I'm not going to get any kind of notification, dispatch notification, any of that sort of stuff, until the Monday. As for the other company, I ordered it on a Thursday and heard nothing back from them. Now, admittedly, both companies gave um, order confirmations. So I gave both companies the benefit of the doubt. I worked on the principle I would hear from both of them by the Monday. Monday came and went. Tuesday came and went. Um, already you get the way this is going. I think I got to Thursday. Now then, was it? So I get to Thursday before I hear from one of the companies who at this point in time had had a week to do, oh, I don't know, anything about dispatching my item or being in touch or any of the above hadn't heard a peep from them and then a week later they were like oh yeah we've sent uh we've sent your items it's like cool thanks for that so that was thursday to thursday that's you haven't managed to fulfill an order inside of a week the other company 
ordered on Saturday, heard nothing from them. Also heard from them on the Thursday. Uh, we've we've sent your items. I'm like, cool. What took you nearly, you know, if you if you count the weekend, what took you six days? Now here's the thing. Of the two companies, one of the one of them, I was like, they're gonna get the order wrong. So, I was like, first thing, first things first. I'm working on the principle that the items that turn up will be damaged. That's a given. Now, admittedly, the items in question, if they turned up damaged, as long as they're generally intact doesn't necessarily affect things too much. I was like, secondly, I bet of the items that I've ordered, one of the items is missing. I bet that that's the case. For the other company, I was like, do you know something? It would be real nice if the items I ordered had turned up by Saturday... Because as we will go on to discuss, some people got a little bit older Saturday just gone. And I don't know, maybe they ordered something for the day. Just, you know, just throwing that one out there. So, Friday rolls around, Saturday rolls around. Now, on Friday, the order that had now taken over a week arrived at my house in the afternoon boom shakalaka boom cool so i'm like let's see what this situation looks like i bring in the box do the obligatory take a picture of it you know send it to people hey look this this item turned up this box turned up i open it i go through it and lo and behold some of the items were damaged Cool. And and I don't want to be the the main or the main reason I placed the order guy. But the main reason I placed the order Yeah it was absolutely missing. So I emailed them and said uh hi, ordered these items. Some of them have turned up, however, the in my opinion main item has not turned up. Is that coming separately or is it missing? Got an email back almost immediately. Oh, we've sent that separately. Keep an eye out for your local friendly neighbourhood postman. Cool, he says. Obviously, since then, we've had two post days, uh, and I'm still waiting. So, we're now... Uh... Oh, we're at 10 days now. Still haven't had the item. So that's fun. Uh, the other company managed to save it by the skin of their teeth. By the very skin of their teeth. Because their parcel turned up Saturday morning. Just before I needed it. Which is lucky does mean it took them seven days to get the parcel to me. 
it's a, it's a it's a good job that they didn't charge me seven pounds for postage. But hey, it's a pound a day, so you know, maybe it was like a, a cumulative amount. So there you go. There's some first world problems for you. Buying things on the internet that don't turn up. <laughs> what will we think of next? And this is an example of why we're spoiled as a society. Because, round about the same time, in fact, I'm going to have to have a look, because I'm sure I ordered something from the Amazon, not the rainforest. Orders, here we go. It's saying the last thing I ordered was one of my own birthday presents because I'm I'm at that point in my life now. That's where I've reached. Um, So I placed that order. I placed it as a pre-order. Obviously, once I placed the order through Amazon, I got an order confirmation. Uh, then, before it was released, I got a dispatch notification, and then, as you'd expect from Amazon, pretty sure it turned up the day before it had come out, or the day it was released, maybe. This is the thing, we're just spoilt. We're spoilt as a society. That's the chair, not me. So I'm reaching for a drink, because it is nine bajillion degrees. According to this, it is, uh... 32 minutes past 8 at night and apparently outside it is 25 degrees and you know something I've come up with today if you are a person that says that this sort of heat is oh it's the best, oh it's fantastic, oh it's wonderful oh it's great, then you sir slash madam are a sociopath there is nothing good about this There's nothing good about it. That's the conclusion I've come to. If you are that person, it's like, oh, it's great. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's it's so lovely and warm. Then there is something wrong with you. And you should seek mental medical attention. Moving on swiftly. Um... So, <laughs> this is another one of those where I've, I've gone straight into talking about something on the internet. Tried. I tried desperately to pay for something on the internet. This wasn't ordering something, this was paying for something. Um, and we'll, we'll, I will talk about it. Um, can, we, can we discuss... The booking fee, or <laughs> more recently, something I've seen which I nearly spit out my spine when I saw this a convenience fee. It's not convenient for me to give you money for something that I can't physically walk into a shop and buy. You're charging me extra money for the sheer hell of it. Purely for shits and giggles. I physically can't... There is is no shop that exists to buy this item. It's not like 
oh, I'm going to Amazon to buy something because A, it's cheaper, B, I'll receive it quicker, C, they'll actually have it, and so on and so forth. No, no. No, I went to a shop today to look at something, and they wanted a ridiculous amount of money for it. So the first thing I did was I went to Amazon. I was like, I can get it here tomorrow for £2 cheaper. But that was the difference. And I'll tell you why that matters. Because the item in question we needed today, so we bought it in the shop, paid £2 more for it. So there's the thing. A convenience fee for something that I can't walk into a shop and buy is fucking bullshit. That is a mugging. So don't give me this, oh, it's for your convenience. No, there's no other option for this. So I went to pay for something online. When I saw the price of it, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's ridiculously expensive. I was like, geez, I don't remember it being this much. I've done this before. It didn't cost me this much before. This is crazy. Who would possibly pay something, this kind of money, to do this? But hey, what other choice do I have? It's not like I can, you know, it's not like I can get out of it. So, select one. Go through the process, put the details in. They want to know everything about you. They want a blood sample. They want hair, you know, DNA of any and every description. Just to give them money, you know. And then they can sell your data and make even more money off you. So I'm going through the process, going through the process. Get to the payment section. And I get the, okay, so here's the item. It's not even an item. It's not even a physical thing. Uh, here it is. Um, and it's costing this much. I was like, yes, that's a lot of money. Uh, and now we're going to add a booking fee. Hmm. That's a lot of money for something that it's not costing anybody to do anything. Because let's face it, if you're ordering something through a website, the website's going to do all the work there. And you're already charging me an astronomical amount of money to do it anyway. So, alright, i tell you what, I'll come to your shop and I'll walk in and then I don't have to do the booking fee. Yeah? Oh no, that's right, because there's no such thing as a shop for this. Okay, cool. So so what is this then? It's not costing you anything to process this order. The website's going to do it. Like I say, I went to look for tickets or something the other day. And uh, yeah, a convenience fee. The ticket that they would provide was an e-ticket. There's no physical... There's nothing physical... But a convenience fee. We're making it easier for you by charging you three quid for the pleasure. I think it was more than that. I think it was four quid. And what? What I hear you say, the hell are you talking about? Well, I had a conversation with my brother-in-law the other day. And he was like, 
look, mate, I don't want to, I don't want to be around the bush here. You need to start putting some miles on those legs. I was like, I know, I know. I just don't have the time. I don't have the availability. Okay, you know, I rolled out all the excuses. I was like, but once the 10K, once the York 10K gets, you know, that bit closer, then my mind will, will switch gears and I'll I'll start properly training for it. And he laughed at me and he said, buddy, it's a month away. And I said, ah, shit. So... I was like, bollocks, I haven't even paid for it. And this was it. I went to the website and they wanted £33 for the pleasure of me running a 10k. Why does it feel like I'm getting shafted twice on this one? And then they had the cheek to ask for a booking fee. For what? I do not know. So the whole thing was the best part of 40 quid. That was a week ago, and I still haven't booked it, because I physically can't bring myself to do it. I know I'm going to have to, I know I have to do it soon, because, you know, I need to get it booked and all this, but I just can't press that button. It's insanity. It's, it's bonkers. It's absolute bonkers. Best part, 40 quid. To go and run a 10k. I, 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 I honestly, just, to, to use a fantastic word, I am flabbergasted. So, one thing it has done is it spurred me on to do more running. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first, yes, indeed, it was uh, it was that day where I get a year older. It was my birthday on Saturday. <sighs> I find as the years go on, I end up pondering that a little bit more about uh, about birthdays, about life in general, about all the things that go with it. Leanne said to me in the morning, Hey, 42. Did you think you'd make it this far? And my response was, No. And it was the realisation that I genuinely didn't think I would make it this far. And it's, I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm not a spiritual person, but I would say that it feels like there was some kind of intervention along the way that I actually did make it this far. It wasn't for the lack of trying, let's put it that way. But, that in itself is a very interesting question. Did you think I'd make it this far? The answer was no. I honestly don't know how much further I will make it. Um... I feel like I'm in sort of some kind of weird danger zone now. Um, I know I've phys- I have officially reached that point in time that people talk about everything hurts. 
Um, so that's good. I've, I've been struggling to walk today. That was fun. Um, just just pain. Just a lot of pain. Um, and I have this thing. I have this internal debate when it comes to birthdays. Good birthday versus bad birthday. And there was there was interesting aspects that could have gone either way. Could have switched it easily from a good birthday to a bad birthday. Um, wondering whether my children would wish me happy birthday. It's a weird thing to sort of consider, but look at it this way. Um, my my youngest daughter, I have to say that now. Youngest daughter was super excited. And I remember a point in time where being a child and being excited about like your parents' birthdays or Father's Day or Mother's Day, I have a very, very vivid memory of uh, of a Father's Day. So that goes to show how long ago that was. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was probably like 1986. Um... And just being super excited. Um, and, you know, as time goes on, that's like a lot of other things. Like, you know, the joy of Christmas gets beaten out of you. Um, but, you know, it's all fun and games when you're young. So my, my youngest daughter was super excited. Um, but I think she was just excited to see what presents I got. She just kept, kept talking non-stop about parcels. Um, but, but whenever I thought it was just about the, the presence, I'd find that she told someone, like she told someone at preschool or she told like random people or relatives or stuff that it was my birthday. So I was like, that's kind of cool. So tick for one child, uh, one child, the newest member of the family obviously can't talk. So, you know, I asked him, I said, did you get me a present? And he looked at me. And I went, I know, I know, you're the present. I get it. So, that just leaves two. Two children. Will they, or won't they, wish me a happy birthday? And make it a happy birthday? Short answer is, the eldest actually did wish me a happy birthday. Did take her a little time to remember that it was my birthday. Middle daughter, pretty sure she had to be told. Um, so, you know, two out of three. Did it, was it Meatloaf that said that? Two out of three ain't bad. So, off we go. We're off to the races. Um, honestly, the weirdest things sort of things that you expect to mean a lot don't mean as much and things that you expect to mean very little end up meaning more we had like a series of visitors come to the house Leanne's dad came I had a very uh, generous gift from Leanne's dad which was lovely Leanne's mum came I had a very nice gift from her which was nice. Um, and 
I had um, podcast alum, uh, Paul Williams and his lovely lady, Amy, uh, came. Uh, it was kind of like a, I don't know, like a double-edged, not a double-edged sword, like a double, I don't know, a double trouble. Came, brought me um, some absolutely fantastic gifts um, and also brought stuff for the baby. Um, so double bubble, um, and it's it it's weird to say because I always say that the thing that means that means the most to me is seeing and spending time with my children on my birthday, and that's all I care about. But it was sort of it was really nice. Um, they came and they spent time with um, the baby. They spent time uh, with the dog. Um, the dog was absolutely in his element. He thought all these people had come to see him, and he just absolutely loved it. Um, and there was a point where I was like, these are the first people that have come to see the baby um, that aren't family. Like, we've had family come, but these were the first people that have come. Um, and I, I don't know if I was feeling sentimental, feeling emotional, feeling whatever. But it, it meant, it, it really meant a lot to me. Um, and it was just, the, the weird thing about it was that it was like a set of scales for the, through the whole day. Does this make it a good day? Does this make it a bad day? Does this make it a good birthday? Does it make it a bad one? And it was literally, everything that happened tipped the scales one way or the other. And at the end of it, I was like, it was what it was. It was fine. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. It was fine. I have I have like a little checklist in my head when it gets to birthdays. And it's like, if these things happen, it's a good birthday. If these things happen, it's a great birthday. And if they don't, then theory dictates that it's not a good birthday. And, yeah, some of the things on that list got ticked off. One of the things, one of the things, like an idiot, I was like, I need to do something to mark the occasion. What can I do? It's like, well, it's a Saturday, so I need to get up and run. And going back to what I was saying previously, I need to put some miles on those legs. So I went, do you know what? 42 years old, right, we're going to, we're going to do 4.2 miles minimum. What a terrible, terrible idea that is. Now, firstly, I'd like to get this out of the way. I know that some people might be listening to this will think 4.2 miles, ah, that's, that's easy. And there are some people out there like, 4.2 miles, you're a madman, you're crazy. It was just one of those things. I just needed to do it. On the plus side, I achieved it. I did 4.37 miles Saturday morning. On the downside, it took me a really long time. And also, I used Strava for running. And uh, Strava just seemed to want to shaft me on the distance. Every time I checked, I was like... Like, first one I checked, I was like, I must have done a couple of miles by this point. 
I checked and I wasn't anywhere near a couple of miles. I was like, this is going to go badly. Because I'd already mapped the route and the route came in at 4.4 miles. So when I ran that route and I was at three and a half miles, I'm like, what is going on here? And then I had to add, add like a big chunk of an extra run onto it to get it to where I needed to be. That, by the way, going back a step, is why I've been struggling to walk today because that run seems to have set my sciatica off like like nobody's been. It's right in the bone. Uh, just in case you were wondering how old I was. Um, I set out to do it and I did achieve it. So, big thumbs up there. Um, so that was that. Birthday came and birthday went. Um, speaking of doing silly, silly things. Um, I have been going to the gym. I got a gym membership whilst the um, whilst the building work is going on, which is still going on. Um, I got a gym membership while the building work's going on. I've been going to the gym. Um, and because of where it is and because of what it is, uh, I've started seeing the same people. So like you do when you go to the gym, uh, you start giving them all names or like personalities it's a fun little game I like to play. So, uh, so some of the people that go to my gym are um, the douchebag couple. Uh, that's right, uh, not one douchebag, but two. Uh, wherever they come from, when they leave, the uh, the douchebag percentage of wherever they live goes down anywhere between fifty to one hundred percent. Um, if I went through everything that these two people did to warrant the the nickname the douchebag couple, it would be its own podcast. Let's put it that way. Um, we've got man who uses cross trainer and nothing else. Um, there is. Now then, I was thinking about this walking back to the car today. I don't know what what to call women who are a certain age because women, to me, makes them sound older than they are. I'm talking like your early 20s. But girls make that sound like they're too young. Ladies, even ladies makes it sound like a little bit too old. So so there are two 20-somethings. Let's go with that. They're tiny. Absolutely tiny. But they're basically only in the gym for one reason. They're doing that thing where you put the bar across your lap and then you lift the bar with your thighs now, initially, when I saw them doing this, I was like, "Yeah, it's the it's the trendy lady exercise. It's what it's what women do on Instagram, which I've seen before, but not like this." Because initially, I was like, oh, "Jesus Christ, talk about following the trend." 
And then I saw the amount of weight that these two tiny, tiny women had on this bar. And I calculated it. So, uh, 60, 120, 25, 145, 165, 175, 180 kilos. These these, these tiny ladies are lifting with their thighs. It's like, what the fuck? I wouldn't even know where to begin. I don't know which exercise to begin to even think about lifting 180 kilos. Absolute insanity. Um, yeah, just, just there's there's the people that I see frequently in the gyms, and I have to give them all little nicknames and little personalities. Um, I have edited it for the ones that are probably a little bit worse than the douchebag couple, let's say. Fucking douchebags. Honestly, there is never a time that I've been in that gym that they haven't been there that I haven't wanted to do severe damage to at least one of them. Fucking Jesus. So... Recently, I'm probably against my better judgment. Got into um, Lego sets, um, mostly Technics, and mostly a particular type. Um, so I built the Venom um, head, and it was a lot of fun. It was difficult. It was hard to do, but it, it was fun. I don't even think that I don't even think those ones are techniques. So I'm talking horse shit for a start. Um, but I kind of got into it. So uh, these these were gifts. I didn't buy them. They, they were gifts because I mentioned that, I, that that they interested me. Uh, obviously, doing venom I had to get carnage. Got carnage. Uh, and then I basically ended up with like this wish list of Lego techniques. Um, I built a a Corvette. Uh, that is a Technics one where the, the pistons move when you move it um, and largely I work on the principle that it's something to keep my mind active, it takes me weeks to do and and so on and so forth I don't have to justify myself um, for Father's Day I got one of the ones off the list which was the uh, the Ducati is cool as fuck. Um, it has taken me until yesterday to finish it. So Father's Day is something like the 20th of June. So what, three weeks to finish it? <sighs> something happened. And it has proper annoyed me. So there was a point in time where I was like, I think there is a piece missing. I was like, it's annoying. I think there's a piece missing. So I retraced my steps and I found that there wasn't a piece missing. I found that one of the things that Technics do really badly is they'll uh, have a grey piece and a black piece. Those pieces are identical apart from the fact that they're grey and black. 
But in the book, they they don't really make enough of a difference in the colour. So I had accidentally used a black piece, and I should have used a grey piece. And there we go. Further down the line, I got to a point where I was like, ah. Now previously I thought there was a piece missing, but that was actually a mistake on my part, and let's face it, Legos. But then I realised, hang on a minute, there is a piece missing. I was very annoyed, and I was very like, oh my god, I can't finish it. Oh. But, knowing from experience, you can contact Lego, and you can say to them, there is a piece in my Lego set that is missing, and free of charge, they will send you the missing piece. Yes, admittedly, you'll have to wait a little while to finish your Lego set, but you can't argue with that as service. I think it's largely to do with a lot of these Lego sets are very expensive, and it probably doesn't cost them all that much to send you one piece. So, I went through the not overly long-winded process of telling Lego, hey, I'm missing a piece. I went through it and they were like, right, we've got your order. What we'll do, if we need any more information from you, we'll contact you. Otherwise, we'll send you the missing piece. And I went, cool. I like, well, I can't do any more of this. I'll, I'll pack it all away for now. And in the process of packing it away, yeah, I found the missing piece. And I was so annoyed with myself. I was so annoyed with myself. Admittedly, it did mean I could finish said Lego set. I was so annoyed and cannot find a way to cancel that order for the piece. Could not find a way to cancel the order. So now, Lego are going to send me a piece that I don't need. I'm just going to have this random piece of Lego. But hey. Uh, finally, something that you might find ever so slightly amusing. Went to register the baby. The baby is now a real baby because they have been registered. They gave us a birth certificate. They put it in a folder. We put the folder in the pushchair. Leanne uttered these words. We best not lose that folder. So when we got back to the car and realised the folder was missing. Yeah. So... I went to the car, packed the car with like the little bit of shopping that we'd got and, you know, the baby. Leanne went and retraced the steps. Uh, retraced steps, nothing to be found. The, the birth certificate was gone. Right, okay. Well, in retracing uh, our steps, Leanne made it all the way back to the registry office, checked with them, they'd not had it handed in, but they did give her the details of how to order a new one. So there you go. Get in the car, drive to go and get a coffee, get to coffee place, and uh, I'm getting the coffees, and Leanne checks the phone and finds that she's got a voicemail from the builder who's doing the building work on the house. Sends me a message, I've had a voicemail from the builder, ah oh, crap. 
thinking you can guarantee he's found that like the whole the whole thing needs ripping down because it's all fucked. <sighs> what has he said? I'll tell you when you get back. Cool. I go back to the car. I get in the car. Go on then. <coughs> it's like she's like, oh, he phoned to say that somebody's come to the house. To drop off the birth certificate that they found in the street. Like. What? Somebody went all the way to the house. Yeah, apparently. Didn't leave any details. So I couldn't thank them in person. Couldn't get them anything for going out of their way. But. Any long time listener will know that this is not the first time this has happened. And for somebody who has. Admittedly. A reasonably low. Um, opinion of people in general um, it's always nice to be pleasantly surprised by people there are nice people out there there are people who will go way out of their way for other people and do things that will absolutely make their days so I'm putting it out in the ether if you are the person that picked up and hand delivered the the birth certificate. I thank you from from the bottom of my heart. You are a genuinely good person. Thank you. As I've been talking about previously, or recently, previously, um, when I was saying, oh, you know, podcasts will be a bit weird going forward because I'm not really out in the world. Um, this one turned out to be a long one. Um, I have been watching stuff, a lot of stuff I've been re-watching, so I'll skip over. Um, I am watching The Terminal List as my TV of choice. Um, so, a little bit long-winded this. I saw a trailer for The Terminal List a little while ago, and I was like, ooh, that looks like a cool film. And it was like, series coming to Amazon, and I was like, I don't care. Because if it had been a movie, I'd have cared. But it wasn't. So I was like, ah, oh, that's a shame. But, so I saw another trailer and I was like, do you know something? Maybe I could watch it. Maybe I'd be alright. So I watched the first episode. Now, biggest problem I've got here is it's got Chris Pratt in. He's the main character. And as far as I'm concerned, Chris Pratt can only play Star-Lord for the rest of his life. Because I literally can't see him in any other role. I can't get past it. He is he is typecast, and he should be, because that's the only role I can see him in now. I've seen him in other stuff, and it's like, you're just Star-Lord. Even in this, where they've made him this, you know, hard-as-nails um, Navy SEAL, it's like, you're just, you're just Star-Lord. So, watch the first episode, it's like, ooh, gritty. But let's face it, we've seen this story before. Episode 2, I'm like, do you know something? I really wish they'd, they'd let us know what's going on here. Because there is no spoilers, but there is this element of, did something really happen? Or is he crazy? It's an either-or situation. And by the end of the second episode, I was like, you've got to sort this out because you're doing my treeing. Luckily for me... One, they reveal one thing at one point, which sorts the whole thing out. 
I don't know if that was like kind of like an on, uh, done on purpose because they were like, uh, we might be losing people a bit at this point, or whether it was organic, but it, was, it definitely came at the right time. Since then, it's been very good. It's been very enjoyable. Um, I'm, I'm just about managing to deal with the fact that Star-Lord's running around with a gun. Um, I do have one major issue with it. And my one major issue with it is there is an actor in it playing a character. And all I know is that the actor is only ever cast in one of two roles. The main character or the bad guy. And let's put it this way. He's definitely not the main character. So I've just spent I just spend the whole time going, he's gonna be revealed to be the bad guy by the end of this. But we shall see. I think I'm on episode five. I've put down here that I've watched episodes one to four, and I think there's only eight. Uh, but I think I'm on episode five currently. Um so obviously I'll get that finished. Maybe. I have watched a shed load of films. Um, Keeping keep within the um, like the the gangster movies that I've been watching, I watched Donnie Brasco, a film I've seen many times, um, and it does feel like, in a lot of ways, like the baby brother to um, Goodfellas and Casino. It feels very low key it's very much the they're, they're all wise guys but they just they just pull like tiny little scams in a lot of ways there's nothing really com- not in comparison to casino and goodfellas it's a good film but it does feel like the baby brother of the others and after i think it was last week when i was talking about casino having watched it so close to goodfellas and realizing that it's not really in the same league it's that kind of sort of scenario. Um, some great acting in it. it. It is a good film. But again, maybe it's suffering from watching it too close to the others. Who knows? I watched Venom for about the I don't know, fifth or sixth time. I've seen Venom a few times. Um, I think I have a different opinion of that film every time I watch it. This time... I watched it and realised for a Venom film, for a superhero movie, for whatever you want to call it, Venom's not actually in it all that much. Like, really at all in places. Um, one of those, I'm not going to sit here and review Venom for you because I've probably reviewed it every time I've watched it, which, like I say, is a few. The film I've seen before but I've only seen once and haven't seen for a while, is the film American Sniper. Which I watched recently. American Sniper was a film that I thought I had reasonable mem- like sort of reasonably fond memories of. Having watched it this time, there were real issues, real elements that I struggled with it. Um, I don't remember it being so America, hoorah, um... It makes a lot of sense. You know, it's got American in the title, so there's that. And Chris Kyle, if for anybody who doesn't know, it's the it's the the real life, supposed real life story of Chris Kyle, who was a um, 
a, a sniper um, had I don't know I don't know if the, how true this is but supposedly had the most confirmed kills for for I suppose being a sniper um, he was very much a legend and is throughout the film referred to as the legend um, and it's his story of how many tours of duty he's had and how he coped with life outside of the military um, but yeah very um, America Ura. and unfortunately uh, the point in time I was watching it I, I, I didn't really need that um, so it was a little bit hard to swallow in places um, does just highlight the absolute insanity of of all of that like like the the things that these people go through both on both sides the things that people go through on both sides of it it's just bonkers um, I watched Wrath of Man again now I watched it recently I watched it basically when it came out uh, Wrath of Man is the Jason Statham movie that's directed by uh, Guy Pearce. Um, it brings them back together since Snatch, I guess. Um, I enjoyed it as a film when I watched it originally. And I watched it the other day, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was like, this is a good film. Again, one of those... Um, I have talked about it before. I have reviewed it before. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a good film. It's one of those I would genuinely recommend to pretty much anybody. It's a good, solid movie. Um, so if you if you want a good Saturday night film, my personal recommendation is give that a will. Uh, speaking of Saturday night movies, me and my eldest sat down to watch a DC animated movie. Um, if I haven't learned my lesson before, I've definitely learned my lesson this time because um, the ratings board for rating these animated movies is all over the shop. Um, I generally work on the principle that I'm okay with my children watching things that are a little bit a little bit outside of their age rating. If I've done my research, A, if I've seen it before and I know there's nothing too bad in it. Like, me and my eldest went to see Maverick. And before we went, uh, me and Leanne looked up what the sort of... Why it had the rating it did. And when we went through it, I was like, she's seen the first one. And by the sounds of it, it's it's not as bad as the first one. And in hindsight, having seen it, it was fine. For her age, it was absolutely fine. Um... We watched Justice League versus The Fatal Five, and if I'm honest, there were points in it where I was like, Ugh, this is a little bit close to a higher rating, I would say. So a bit sketchy on that front. Um, it was good, uh, you know, DC animated movie, it was enjoyable. One that seems to have slipped by me, um, but has just been everywhere. It's been, like, you know, rammed down my throat, like... You should definitely get this, like trailers and uh, stuff through like Amazon and stuff. And in the end, it was very much a, how have I missed this? I'll get it. And uh, did, she said it was probably one of the best that she's watched. So, big win there. I got two films for my birthday. 
which is almost unheard of these days. There's very little out and about. Uh, the first one is the film Dog, starring Channon Tatum. Uh, and Bill Burr has a cameo. Um, I put it on, and I was like, oh, this film's going to make me sad. And I hadn't really thought about it when I put it on, but I kind of knew that it was going to make me sad. And it did. Um, it did make me sad. The, 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 the last third of the film was a very sad um what I will say is, not in the way that I thought it was going to be. I kind of had an idea how it was going to go and how it was going to be sad. And they kind of... It's almost like they felt that people would know. So they just stayed away from it. And they went down a completely different route. It was still sad. It did make me cry. Um, I was like, man, that, that really hits you in the heart, does that one. Um... Good film, enjoyable. It was slow. If I had to give it a criticism of any kind, it felt slow until the heading towards the back end. It did feel a little slow. Uh, another very small criticism would be that um, obviously there is a dog in it. Shocker on that one. Um, and you could tell that a lot of the stuff the dog was doing was just because there was a dog trainer off camera. And I know that that's what you'd kind of expect, but I've seen dogs in things before that don't look like, oh, you know, you can tell there's a dog trainer there. Uh, another downside would be, I feel like I'm just giving downsides, but another downside would be there is a bit where you could tell the dog was CG and you could really tell it was really obvious and it was just like, can we not? Can we really not? Um, another film that I got for my birthday uh, was the film Morbius. I've got to say it quick, like pulling a plaster off. Now then. Morbius has had uh, horrific reviews and a terrible time at the cinema. Um, I kind of expected very similar situations when Venom came out, uh, which was that it was absolutely panned by critics, but then when people actually watched it, they were like, I don't see what's wrong with it, it's fine. Um, that's how I felt about Morbius. Um, it certainly wasn't as bad as um, the critics made it out to be. It had its issues, and, and those issues are this. Uh, I didn't get on with the guy playing the bad guy. Uh, Matt Smith, who was, he was Doctor Who. Um, I was going to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's Matt Smith, and I'm pretty sure he was Doctor Who. Um... I didn't feel like he was maybe the best choice for that role, or if he was, maybe played it a little bit off. Um, I wasn't... Uh, another thing, and this was about the bad guy, I wasn't super enamoured with the um, the special effects of how they'd done sort of like the vampire face for the bad guy. I thought they'd done it really well, for like Jared Leto for like Morbius, but for the bad guy, it it just made me think zombie 
rather than vampire. Um, a couple of other things. One, there was a point in time where I was like, am I watching Batman? Am I watching the Batman? Um, I think it kind of leaned into that and maybe a little bit too much. It was a bit like, oh, uh, you know, Batman. It's, we've got bats as well. Um, and again, round about the same point in time, I was I was very much like, am I watching the Batman? Because it was so dark. And I don't mean it's a dark film. But I mean, you just couldn't see anything that was going on, which is getting really, really tiresome in films these days. Uh, hide all of the all of the bad things in the dark. Um, it's okay when you do it with something like the game Dead Space. When you're doing it with something that is visual, like a movie, it's not okay. Find a different way to do it. Especially when it's all CG. I know you, you're using the dark to hide what might be bad CG. From, you know, the, the good stuff was, I found it interesting the way they decided to portray Morbius, because they've probably portrayed him better in the film than they have, or they have previously, and certainly in things like um, the car, uh, the Spider-Man cartoon. He was portrayed particularly badly in a lot of ways in that. Um, I did wonder whether they were going to use it to be uh, an introduction for their version of Blade. Um, no spoilers on that one, but um, Morbius in, in Spider-Man, Morbius was the introduction of Blade. Um, again, no spoilers, but there was some stuff that happened, uh, post-credit stuff that happened, that, may, that was a bit more of a head-scratcher than anything, and I know these post-credit scenes can be, but it was a bit like, oh, I don't know what's going on, what's happening, why is this happening? And it also suggested it was going to go down a particular route in future, and it was a bit like, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. Because, this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but they did the whole, Morbius is a vampire, but he's not a bad guy, and then at the end, did a complete 180. It was a bit weird. Um, I didn't hate it. It's not the best film I've ever seen. It did have its issues, of which I've gone through a lot. But, and here's here's a real but, it was a good, solid 90 minutes. If you look at the runtime, it's supposed to be like an hour and three quarters, but these days, 15 minutes of that is, you know, your credits. So, as I said, after having watched The Batman, whatever happened to a good solid 90 minutes? Well, there you go. Morbius. Computer game-wise, um, computer game-wise, limited game-playing time. VR has had to be put on hold for a while. Um, and I am and have still been playing the same game for a couple of reasons. One... Oh, the game is Splinter Cell Blacklist. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I was playing it to finish it, which I did. Um, as a, re a review of the game as a whole, um, it's great. It's a great game. I honestly don't know what happened the first time I played it. I think I, I've said before, I think I had issues with some of the menu system. And I think 
in there is a level towards the back end that I know past me would have hated so there might be that as well um I finished it I was super happy with paying like six quid for it it was an absolute steal but go back to last week when I was saying I can't wait to play New Game Plus I can't wait to play this game again there is no New Game Plus I have googled, I have looked, I have searched and the answer is there is no New Game Plus ultimately you can go back and play it by selecting individual missions to play but what that means is you have to do what I've done and Google the mission order, which took a little bit of finding. That is kind of that. I finished it. I am playing it again by finding the missions and just playing through them. Uh, I really wanted to unlock a lot of the uh, additional weapons and things. However, having unlocked what I consider to be the best sniper rifle, the best pistol... Um, a crossbow and and like the best gadgets it's like oh I could buy this machine gun that I'm never going to use so it got a bit redundant a bit quick um, I did get a game for my birthday uh, bought a game in the sale for like a fiver um, and Leon was like well I'll, I'll buy that for you um, so that was kind of that uh, and I'll, I'm going to give that a whirl probably when I've truly had enough of, of Splinter Cell Blacklist uh, but like I say, game playing is very limited at the moment that's it, there we go almost smack on an hour, wow um, for a man who said he didn't have a lot to talk about on podcasts these days I guess I proved myself wrong that's it, I'm going to catch you guys later so there we go, what do you think to that? Big thank you for listening along, watching along, however you get your podcast. Before you go, please do consider clicking the like, share, subscribe buttons. Do drop any reviews you might want to drop. And uh, you can always check out our website if you're looking for a way to get in touch with us. It's cookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button. And you can get in touch with us. There we go. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.